Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asian Pacific shares are trading higher this morning following a night of records on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average topped 30,000 for the first time overnight. The S&P 500 hit a record high as well. Closer to home, Tokyo is up nearly 2% in early trade. Sydney and Seoul are higher as well. So, what is fueling the buying? Joining me now to discuss that question is Ryan Huang. It's Wednesday, Ryan. Good morning. Happy hump day, Michelle. (laughs) Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. So investors, we know, hate uncertainty, Ryan, and we hear that all the time. And it seems that with the Biden transition now officially proceeding with the release of funds yesterday and the selection of Janet Yellen, of course, as the next Treasury Secretary, a lot of uncertainty over U.S. politics seems to have been erased. On top of that, we have the recent COVID-19 breakthroughs. Those are fueling optimism that there is light at the end of this pandemic tunnel. So which stocks and which sectors, Ryan, have been the best performers? Yeah, just to sum things up, we've got the recovery trade much earlier on, then the vaccine trade, people trading on the vaccine optimism, and now the transition trade, people trading around the good news that now the transition between for for Joe, for Joe Biden's administration is kickstarting officially. So now, uh, if I look at some of the sectors that are doing well, you've got the airlines, the airplane makers like Boeing, the energy stocks. So those sectors sensitive to the economy, those that will benefit from the economy reopening are benefiting and that includes the banks as well. So those are some of the top stocks and one stock I guess worth watching as well is Tesla. That is continuing to extend gains. In fact, over the past two weeks, it's up nearly 40%. Last night, it was up by another whopping 6%. So that was part of the, I guess, since um, its announcement that it will be included as part of the S&P 500 index next month. So that continues on its rally. But it's worth watching out for the uh, economy reopening winners as well. So those um, cyclicals continuing to see more investor rotation into those sectors away from the growth stock. So we are looking at the Dow, like you mentioned, hitting new record highs. Also worth noting, the small cap Russell 2000 index hitting fresh all-time highs. For the month, it is up nearly 20%. 20%. So that is his best month ever. So when you get the small caps really doing so well, that reflects the optimism in the local uh, US retail investor that things are really looking up for all these small businesses. So tech stocks, com stocks have been doing well. In fact, only three of the Dow's 30 components finished lower on overnight. Only three gainers outpaced losers in the S&P 500 by a margin of 4 to 1. Now, the Dow was most recently at 20,000 uh, back in April. It's about seven months ago. How long might it be the benchmark before the benchmark tops the next double zero milestone? And that is 40,000. Yeah, so this is a big question. So mm. if you look at how things have been moving in terms of uh, milestone to milestone, it seems like the gap is getting smaller. And if I look at some of the data in the past few years, the Dow crossed 20,000 at some point in 2017. And it's just taken three years to hit the 30,000 mark. So the big question is, will we see this gap tighten even more? So there are some views that, hey, with the momentum that we're seeing, it's just going to be a matter of time. We might see it in 2021. And I've been seeing some of these headlines, some forecasts indicating that we might even see it before the end of this year. And that is pretty crazy if you think about how that's less than 
uh, or two months away from 2021. And you also have the other end of the spectrum, um, those people who think that the markets will start to consolidate after such a huge run-up and you will see some sideways trading. Perhaps that could take place for over the past or rather the next uh, year or so before you see another strong move up. And that is um, you know, going to be off the back of the economy reopening. And we likely won't see any big push coming through from the stimulus, I guess the news of the stimulus at least, sometime in the first quarter. And you need the effects for it to trickle down to the economy. So that will take some time. So we've got a couple of moving parts mm. uh, for this um, 40,000 mark to be reached. And uh, some analysts also note that the publicity that stocks receive in media outside the business pages, you know, when the Dow breaks through a crest, a threshold like 30,000 like it did last night, that often attracts more retail investors to the market and that could fuel buying even further. So stocks were not the only assets climbing overnight. Let's talk now about oil and bitcoins. Bitcoins hit their highest level in about three years. Oil is up too. So where are they now? Yeah, I'm just looking at Bitcoin. It is trading around $19,200. So it is really on a rally. And it seems like it is being pushed up by the excitement that this could get more mainstream in time to come. Over the past few months, you've got the likes of PayPal saying you know, users can buy and sell cryptocurrency through PayPal. We've mm. got investment funds such, such as Fidelity um, also creating funds for cryptocurrency trading. Mm-hmm. So all that is lending more confidence behind cryptocurrency that you will see more traction. And in turn, you are seeing the momentum behind Bitcoin just off, I guess, um, I, a rally that's been seeing it up by nearly 160% over the past year. For the past month, it's up nearly 40%. Yep, our Asian markets though joining the rally. The Straits Times Index continued its bullish run yesterday, jumping 1.5% to 2891. The STI now up 15% over the past month. That's twice as good as Hong Kong, better than Tokyo as well. So my next question, Ryan, is the STI following Wall Street's lead and adding to its gains or is profit-taking kicking in? Okay, so it is a very interesting picture for the SCI. Last month was, or this current month so far, has been quite spectacular. And that is off the back of the optimism around how the economy will reopen. And that is helping the likes of banks. Mm. And people are rotating the, into these cyclicals and value stocks. So right now, this morning is up 0.7%. And just breaking 2,900 points, now 2,912. Hmm. So another milestone on another stock index. So that is pushing an eight-month high. And if you look across the region, you are also seeing new highs. And in Korea, it's fresh record highs. Uh, this morning, is up nearly 1%. And in Japan, you're looking at stock markets up nearly 2%. And that is pushing 30-year highs. In Australia, it's up nearly 0.7%. So it is a lot of optimism behind the markets, um, just taking a cue from Wall Street. So that is going to be uh, quite exciting to watch. So markets are thrilled, but this year has been a rough one for the attractions industry. Malaysia Sim Leisure Group, they're listed here in Singapore, Sim Leisure. is expanding though. It's aiming to take over Kidzania in Kuala Lumpur. Tell us more. Yeah, so it's been in the works for quite some time. So just to run through through some of the numbers, the price tag for taking over Rakan Riang, which is the licensee, a law-speaking licensee for Kizania, that is at 3.8 million ringgit. So they have made another step forward with this 
endeavor, and they've managed to get a loan up to 7 million ringgit. That is around 2.3 million Sing dollars. So this will give them the funding they need to uh, acquire the licensee. And of course, Kidzania is a theme park for kids where you can pretend to be a firefighter, do... Get on a plane, get on a plane fly it. A DJ, become a journalist, be, <laughs> become know, a doctor. Things you, you might, can tell Ryan and I have been to kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for kids. Um, of course, it's been a tough time for many of these theme yeah. parks, which have not been able to operate at full capacity or even mm-hmm. at all. So that has been a bit of a, uh, a dampener for that sector. But you know, with things reopening in time to come, it looks like Simlesia is hoping to write on the um, upside of this. So they have the funding right now. And now we just have to see if the deal closes. Okay, so the funding portion is going to be used for the group's general working capital purposes. It'll be made available for up to 60 months from the date of the first drawdown. Okay, I'm going to turn to one of our favorite games on the program. It's called Up or Down. I name an asset and Ryan tells us whether it's moving up or down. So on a day like this, you might think everything is going up, but that is not necessarily the case. So Ryan, are you ready to play? Let's go. U.S. Consumer Confidence. All right, we've got it down. It's at a three-month low, and this is off the back of what people are thinking. Hey, the economy and the job market are not looking too pretty right now. Mm, absolutely right. Earnings at the gap. Okay, so we've got earnings of this um, retailer. They own Old Navy and Aletha, as well as Banana Republic. They saw their earnings fall short of expectations. So that is a down and they saw higher spending on marketing. So that was another dampener on the um, expenses. Yeah, third quarter earnings at the retailer fell short of expectations. But the company says it's still staying optimistic because of the upcoming holiday season shopping. Next, HP. Okay, people staying at home, working from home, need more devices. And that is great news for HP's notebook sales business or notebook sales. Its stock rose as much as 9% in after hours trading. Absolutely right. Stronger than expected PC sales powering HP shares. Next, Top Glove. Top Glove. All right, that is a bit of a dampener. So they are down because they have been forced to close their factories. Mm. Many of them, nearly 28 um, building sites because thousands of their workers have tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, tough news for a Top Glove, right? Uh, just checking on their last done share price, $2.22, down 1.33% for Top Glove. Next, Baidu. Yeah, Baidu is going to be on the naughty list for Christmas because they have been doing some things they shouldn't be doing, and oh. that is infringing on intellectual property rights. So they have been ordered to pay a fine of $9.8 million for continuing to use another company's maps after the license expired. So this is belonging to Navinfo. And right now it is uh, playing out with a counter suit. So they are accusing Navinfo of actually mm. infringing of a Baidu map. So it's going back and forth. So the company, Baidu, will have to pay $10 million in fines for using someone else's digital maps. And in case you're wondering, how did they get caught? Apparently, the company that was having its intellectual property stolen, Navinfo, they placed wonky ponds and roads to nowhere in their map so that they could prove their case. All right, the next two are kind of tricky on our list because they're people. Tell us what you think of their personal stocks, okay, Ryan, up or down? U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. 
All right, I think that is a down from him because he is not going to be getting a Christmas card from Janet Yellen. <laughs> he has been trying to make it more difficult for her when or if she does take over the job of Treasury Secretary. We'll get it official next week when Joe Biden announces it. But for now, he, uh, if, been, if you've been following the news, he has been pulling the plug on some of the Federal Reserve's uh, pandemic lending programs. Mm. Uh, so he's reallocated $455 million or billion dollars in funds that were earmarked for the Fed's use. Now he's parked it back in the Treasury in a place that will require Congress approval if they need it again. So if Janet Yellen down the road needs it, she needs to go through the hoops of fire and the obstacles and the voting in order to get the money back. So that is going to make it tougher. Yep. So congressional approval will be now needed for that backstop that was once in perfect placement. Next up, Forrest Lee, the founder of C. All right, that is up. And it's not just because 12-12 is coming or Black Friday is coming. The Shopee owner is the businessman of the year at the 35th Business or Singapore Business Awards. Yeah, you know, he also credits Singapore for his business success. The 43-year-old head honcho of that internet giant C. All right, perfect score for Ryan. While I go get his kaya toast ready, stay with us here. It is Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin. He's Ryan Huang, and you've just heard Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.